Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Hey, everybody. What's up? I'm so happy to welcome back Shalene Johnson on the show. Shalene, thank you so much for being here. Pat, this is my honor. I'm so excited. To set this up, I want to talk about how I used to be, I would say, a couple of years ago. And to keep mm-hmm. this short, I just didn't feel good about selling. Mm-hmm. Selling to me was slimy. I was making money through affiliate marketing, so I didn't feel like that was selling. I was just essentially offering recommendations based on what I was using. But when I got to the point at which I realized that I had to sell, and we'll talk about why in a minute, I just felt icky and slimy. And I know this is a topic that you're very passionate about, Shalene, and you've actually helped quite a bit to help me break through a lot of the mental barriers related to this. Can you speak on like why do you think that most people feel this way when it comes to selling things? Because we've been taken advantage of before. We've all bought things that we felt pressured or guilted or tricked into buying. And so our radar is on high alert that we are going to be taken advantage of. And nothing feels worse than being taken advantage of. And it's not that we don't believe that we're helping our audience or helping someone when we're selling something. We just don't want to trigger that alarm in someone else. I think that's why people feel that way. And I think there's exceptions to that. Unless, of course, you're selling something you don't believe in, in which case your guilt is appropriately placed. Right. Well, let's talk about that really quick. I think a lot of people come from a place of serving and wanting to do that. And there are a certain percentage of people who know that they're just scammy, slimy, snake oil salesman. And and I don't even want to get into that because I think it's obvious that, well, maybe they just feel guilty because they know that they don't believe in what they're offering. So it's really important to have that belief that what it is that you have to offer is worth it. And I know a lot of people who have amazing things to offer who still experience this fear. And because of it, they sell, but Mm -hmm. without confidence. And as a result, they don't get great numbers, right? Right, right. Ever experienced that in the past? Yes. And how do you feel, right, when somebody offers you something and you can just tell they're they're not comfortable with it. They're not completely confident in what they've just offered to you. And therefore, it affects your confidence. It affects the way you feel about this thing. You know, the example I can think of is if you've ever bought an outfit that isn't even at all your style, but there's something about the store that you bought it in and the way the salesperson felt you looked in it and the way they convinced you. And I believe that they might have thought you looked amazing in it. So you you probably feel better about that outfit than maybe you should. And it had a lot to do with that person's belief and confidence and opinion of how you looked in that outfit, even though when you look in the mirror, you're like, huh, should I have bought this? So my point is the way we feel about what it is we offer to our audience affects their experience with that thing. So if they're already walking into this with a confidence, with a belief that it's going to help them, then the likelihood of them going through it with the right attitude and having the right outcome is much higher. So we're really doing our our audience and the people that we serve a great disservice by having low confidence. But I think the act of selling and telling somebody that you have something that's right for them and Mm -hmm. and collecting a payment, I mean, that just scares the crap out of people. Even if you really believe in what you are offering, like how do you connect what you're offering with asking for people to pay money for it? I think that's really where people are struggling. It's a mindset shift. Now, when we started, Pat, you said in the beginning, I didn't like selling, but I was doing affiliate marketing 
and you said very quickly, which was just making recommendations, which was helping my listeners. And so I want to ask you, how is offering something that you've created? If you've created something, isn't that your belief that you're going to create that because it's going to help your listeners? Yes. Yeah, so then, then, then kind of diving deeper into this, it might be a lack mm-hmm. of confidence in the quality that I potentially put into something. When we're thinking about what it is we're creating for people, you just have to start and you want to price things so that you feel almost like the price is so dang good that it is a crime that you're offering it to people at this price. And the only way to do that is to over deliver and underprice it. And that's how I feel like when, you know, in fact, I I wouldn't say that this is advice I would give to everyone because I've, I've made this mistake. I've given way too much to people because of my own insecurities about that. Like, for example, our program, the Marketing Impact Academy, we market it as being Mm -hmm. an eight-week course. I'm just going to like be very transparent right now. We market it as being an eight-week course. It's not. It's a 16-week course. It's giving you your business life. Like we cover everything from developing a business to reaching your targeted audience to marketing on every single social media platform to running Facebook ads to you name it. But it's so much that people don't get all the way through it, which means I've got to work extra hard to remind people that you don't need anything else. Just go back in. Right. But that's because of my own insecurities in pricing something in the higher price range and maybe insecurities, but it's also Mm -hmm. how I overcome selling a product that's priced at over $2,000. I need to feel like when I'm saying to my audience, you cannot believe what you're getting for this price. You will be shocked. I need to believe that so much that my face turns red with passion. I'm saving them so much money. So the one way you can overcome that is number one, Lower your price to a point at which you really feel passionately. This is such an amazing opportunity for people or deliver more, you know, perfect your product so that you feel so confident when you tell people the opportunity that's available to them, that people who don't take advantage of it, you almost feel bad for them. (laughs) Well, then why not just give it away for free? Because you also want people to have skin in the game. This is great because the platform that we use for a lot of our academies actually will show me what percentage of each lesson each of my students has watched, which is awesome. It's like as if your teacher could actually see what homework you really did and what homework you copied and if in fact you're studying. So I can log in and I can see exactly how much each one of my students is watching. And I can tell you that there's been many instances where I have given away product or have even offered one of my products as a bonus for free to, you know, kind of incentivize them to make another purchase. Mm-hmm. People who get it as a bonus and people who get it for free don't freaking do it because there's no investment. And once I figured that out, whether it was like someone who's like, I swear, I swear I'll go through every single lesson. Please just give me a scholarship. And we do it. And I always track it because I can't, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for that day when somebody shocks me. And actually goes all the way through. And there's been a few exceptions, but in general, when people don't have an investment, they don't value what it is they've got in front of them. Mm -hmm. 
I remember when I first started getting really serious about fitness, and this was after I had my first kid, uh, Keone, who's now seven. But I remember after he was a baby, I wasn't working out. I wasn't eating well. I just felt very tired. I was like huffing and puffing going up the stairs. Mm-hmm. I needed to change. <laughs> and so I was telling my friends this, and they said, hey, Pat, like I have a, a, a P90X video. Like I'll give it to you, mm-hmm. and, and you should just do it. And I, I knew that if I had taken his offer, I wouldn't have done the thing. I wouldn't have gone through the, through the daily ritual of getting on and watching Tony Horton do his thing. Right. I knew that I had to go and pay for it in order for me to, like you said, have skin in the game and actually be motivated to do it. So I did. And my friends thought I was crazy. Like, why would you pay for it? Like, it's right here. Like, take it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you're right. That skin in the game is, is really important. So then here, it, it, that begs the question, well, then how do you know what price to charge? Well, there's a couple of different ways you can look at that. I will say this. So, Pat, as you know, um, a lot of your listeners may know me from from the infomercials that I've done. The show that's on TV right now is called Pio. And right now it's doing really well. It's a, it's in, been in the number one spot for a couple of months. And My wife loves it. Oh, awesome. That's great to hear. One thing that, you know, for the last 10 years, I've learned from the money that it requires to invest to do an infomercial is you can't guess at how to price things or what your market wants. So we would conduct these very expensive focus groups to figure out like, okay, so what are the words that they're looking for? And how do they feel about this name? And, and what do they like about the pricing and how would it affect, um, people's buying decisions if it were priced at two payments or one flat payment and what what should that price point be? Well, the average new entrepreneur can't afford a $10,000 uh, focus group or some, you know, as much as $100,000 for a focus group. But mm-hmm. what every entrepreneur can do who has even say 20 or 30 followers in social media is ask your audience. So one thing I recommend people do is before you price it, don't even guess at what you're going to price it. Offer it as a beta test to a very select group of your target audience, not your best friends, not the ones who are going to, you know, say what you want to hear, but an audience, a very small audience and take them through it, have them go through your program, have them finish it, have them tell you how it can be improved, where they got stuck, what they would like more of, what they wanted less of, everything. And then in the end, they're doing that in exchange for information. And what should this be priced at? How, what would you have paid for this? How valuable was this to you? How did this help you? How much money did this save you? Um, and, and those kinds of things make it so much easier. And then therefore you feel so much more confident about your pricing. Right. And your product. Cause you're going to realize it's actually helping people. Yes. I can't tell you how many programs we've been able to, to fix before we ever released them and that we've been able to land the right price from the beginning because we use a beta test, a beta test group. And you can charge for a beta test. In fact, I now one of the things I teach to my own students is you need to charge for the beta test or people even people won't won't do it even though it's free. You've got to charge even if it's a lower price. You have to let people know that this is the beta test price. You're getting this deeply discounted price in exchange for information. You know, I, I just tested 15,000 people through a diet program that we're going to be launching later this year. And, um, you know, that, that was explained up front. You know, you're going to get this deeply discounted price. 
you're going through the beta testing of this. We'll fix it, revise it, and improve it based on your feedback. But we really, you're agreeing to do this based on this price that you'll give us your feedback. And then at the end of it, we send a, a very simple survey and I, I ask them everything. And the, the responses back were priceless, priceless. Can you share like one or two of the responses that were really kind of eye-opening for you? Totally. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's, and it's like, oh man, I knew that like smack my hand upside my head. One thing they said was it's too much information. Mm. I would have paid more if there was less. And that's hard. Like my brain thinks, wow, really? Yeah. They said there, there were just, there were too many lessons. So then we, we dialed it back and, um, thought, okay. So, and then we just continued with more. We were able to ask more and more questions. Like, so what does that mean? What pieces were too much? Um, how do you want it delivered? Uh, what's the right amount of content? Because sometimes we think, well, if I just give people more, I can price it more. But if you think about it, the most valuable thing in the world to people is their time. So it's not always that you can price a program that has a lot of detail at a higher price point. It's what kind of a result can you deliver in the shortest amount of time possible? I love that. Cool. Well, thank you for sharing the inside scoop on that. I th uh, I've seen what you've talked about related to that test um, on Instagram and actually on Snapchat as well. Yeah. That's, it, I, I think it's a great example to follow. So thank you for that. Another thing I would say that they said to us was that in some of the videos where I was teaching kind of in-depth content mm -hmm. that became a little bit sciencey, they, they just flat out told me, you know, watching you on video is distracting because I'm a girl or I'm a female. And so I'm looking at your lipstick and I'm wondering where you bought your jewelry. And then I realize like five minutes have gone by and I haven't paid attention to what you're saying. So we revised it, tested it again and turned those important science-based lessons into audios. And we got a much better response. Ah, interesting. See, so you're putting up work up front, but it's to a test to understand, okay, how to feel about this and what's working, what's not, how to price it, all those things. I think that's really important. It's not anything that happens overnight, but it's definitely worth the process. Now, if I were to ask you, Shaleen, going back to this idea of, of selling and being comfortable with it, um, it are, are, are there strategically ways that are better than others to feel good about selling yeah and how like give us the good ways to do it it has to authentically be something that has helped you and you want to help other people with people will often say to me so what do you think you're going to be doing five years from now and i always answer i don't know and i don't care but i can tell you this i don't need to plan that i because i know i will be helping people avoid whatever I've just been through, or I will be helping people understand whatever challenge I've just um, overcome. And, and because that's what makes me passionate. That's what gives me purpose. That's what makes me feel like I'm supposed, like these weird things that happen to us. I always believe there, this was meant to happen because I'm meant to help. I'm here, not for myself. I'm here to help other people. And, and when I serve, I feel whole. And when I serve, I, it's just an amazing feeling. So one of the most important things you can do is look at what your challenges have been. And if you just tell that story of how you got over it, whatever that is, or through it or around it or saved yourself time or, you know, anytime you're just the same way you would sit down with a friend who's about to go th through something you've already been through, you feel good about the fact that you can save them time, money, agony, stress, anxiety, heartache. And that feels really good. So start by telling your story. 
And then the next, and so I always tell people, just get good at telling the story of how you got to the other side. And if you haven't got to the other side, then it's not time to help people yet, right? Like you've, you've got to get through it and to have some opportunity that people are looking forward to, like the possibility has to be there for others to see that and to believe that it's possible for them too. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have to interrupt today's conversation to say something really important. And it's something you know, you know this to be true. And that's the diets don't work. They never have and they never will. I want to tell you about a program that I've been working on for more than two years, a program that got to the bottom of why it is most diet information is so conflicting and it changes every day and it's so confusing and more importantly, why 95% of people who go on a diet actually gain all the way back and then some. The 131 is not a diet. It's a method. It's a movement, a revolutionary movement that is proving that weight loss is possible by resetting your metabolism. The key is diet phasing. And here's the deal. Over 25,000 people participated in the testing of this program, and the results are jaw-dropping. Diet phasing can free you from dumb dieting, like the rules, the stuff that's been brainwashing us and destroyed our metabolism. Listen, the $20 billion diet industry does not want you to know this stuff, but you need to know it because we can't keep doing this. You deserve to be healthy. You deserve to be able to effortlessly control your weight and you deserve to feel amazing. There is a way to do this. There's a way that doesn't involve dieting or beating up your body with hours and hours of exercise. I want to share my story with you. Please learn more about it by going to 131movement.com. Again, that's 131movement.com. Write it down, visit the website, and thank you so much for allowing me to interrupt. Back to today's conversation. I love that. I, so so that's, a, that's the point in the conversation where a person might say then, well, Shailene, I, I completely understand your motivations for doing this. This is, this is awesome. It's coming from a place of giving and serving and from your heart based on situations that you've been in as well and how you've gotten to the other side. Tell me about the product. And so when people come to that point in the conversation, and it doesn't matter where this conversation is happening, when you begin to start talking about your product specifically, your solution for them, I think at that point for a lot of people is when the sliminess comes yep. or, or, or the icky feeling where you have to like take a bath afterwards comes. How, how like What's the best way to present your product in a way that's going to make it an honest, authentic serving situation as opposed to, oh, here's all the things that are going to make you pay for this. Yes, this is, I'm so glad you brought this up because I think this is the number one mistake that people make when they get to that point is in their minds, they start thinking, oh man, I've just told my story and now I've got to sell. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a wrong way to look at this. And, and we can tell your voice. I've watched people do this. Their voice changes, their demeanor changes. They stumble for their words when they get to this point in the sale. And to me, that's someone who's no longer serving. They actually have switched from serving to selling. And if you stay in the mode of serving, you won't do this. But here's what you have to avoid. You have to avoid that script. The thing that you think other people want to hear is included or that it, it it gives you or that it's going to do for you or that sets it apart. You really have to stick to your own script. So for me, in most cases, what I'm doing is I'm, 
when I'm going to sell, let's just say that I'm, I, I'm offering something to my audience on Facebook. And I've done this. I've, I've done my own launches kind of infomercial style mm-hmm. on, on Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. I just can't thank you enough. I'm, I'm like, am I really doing this for free? I can't even believe he's not charging me. But you know, I'll go live on Facebook and, and I start by doing this. Here, here's my formula. Hook them with the problem. So you've got to grab them with, you know, that qualifying question. And that's not necessarily a hook. I see that as serving my audience to say, is this worth, should you even be staying tuned for the next 30 minutes? Because if the answer to this question is yes, stay. And if it's not, keep scrolling. You know, have you, so I might say, have you been like exercising yourself into the ground and you just, you're pounding your joints. It feels like you're working out longer and longer and more intense and you're adding all these workouts and you're eating cleaner. You're eating like super clean and now you're eating fewer calories. And it is crazy because the scale is not freaking moving. If that is something you can relate to, stay tuned because I'm going to address why that's happening. If that's not you, have a great day. Like that's a, a, that would be my lead in mm-hmm. to something like, for example, the my diet program, and then I have to describe my own story, and and for you, Pat, let, let's say that's someone who's struggling to figure out how they're going to build their business and reach an audience. So whatever it is, think about your own story, and you have to describe it with truth and vulnerability and honesty. And not worry about what people think or how they'll judge you. You just have, you have to take, you don't tell a story. You have people relive your story. And so in that, I will then really tap back into like what I was feeling and what I am feeling. And, and, um, my audience then feels a level of trust because they know I'm not trying to, um, come across as better than anyone else. This is just truly what I've been through. And then that transition is kind of letting people know that I was searching for a solution, I or I, a, a a way to get through this challenge, right? Or, or searching for that thing that would fix the problem, whatever the problem is. And that's when I start detailing how it was I discovered the solution. This is where people then start selling. Like, let's say, for example, what I'm doing is I'm trying to explain to people how incredibly valuable it is for them to have some form of passive income, even if you love your job and your boss, you say your boss is never going to fire you. You're too valuable. And, and I'm speaking to my audience and I want them to become a distributor with my MLM. Or maybe I want them to go through my course that teaches them online marketing. Well, the mistake most entrepreneurs make is that they go, okay, so what I would like to offer you today is, and what it includes is, um, a video and then it has some PDF download. Like they just start going through the stuff, you know? And what you really should be doing is like, what problems did that solve? What does it do for you? Like, how, how does this benefit me? Not what is it, but like, how does it, how does it benefit me? Most people start talking about quote, the features, right? Like it's, it's got seven downloads. What do I care? I just, I want to know how, how does this benefit me? How is this going to change my life? Um, and you really start thinking about the benefits and how that fact, that's just your, like, and not technically, just really think about your story, your truth, your passion, and how it has benefited you. And in other words, if you just tell people how this big, how this worked for you, and if you avoid other people's scripts, because it's not your truth, mm-hmm. right? Like, so some people say, I, I went into um, multi-level marketing uh, because it can help you to 
um, bring income into your home if you're a stay-at-home mom. Well, if that's not your truth, you shouldn't even say that because that's a script. If the truth is you didn't feel like you had any purpose and you woke up most days and put your sweatpants on and you were just taking care of your kids and you just didn't feel like you had, you feel guilty to say this. Like I would literally say that. I, say, I feel guilty to say this because I know being a mom is like the most important job in the world. But to be honest, I felt really unfulfilled. I didn't feel like I had importance or significance. And this business, forget about the money. I don't even care about that. I was able to help people and I was able to lead people and I felt significance and importance. So maybe like when you tell your truth, it's so much easier than like hearing other people's scripts and trying to work it into yours. Right. You know, I love that because I think we've gotten to a point, especially in this industry where you kind of know when that pitch starts. You're like, oh, here comes the pitch, right? Especially on webinars. It's like, okay, 45 minutes of value, 15 minutes of pitch. And then you kind of, you you know, like you can define exactly when that pitch starts to happen. And I think we're, we we just almost expect that now. But when you just have it be real and a part of your story, like it just it just is all infused together and it doesn't even become a pitch. It just becomes a conversation where the natural conclusion is to simply get whatever it is that you're offering. And I think that I think that's the that's the way to approach it. And in terms of like the 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 features, I I, I still think those are important to mention, but like listing them out, here's what you get, this, 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 and this is is no. You might want to also make stories about those. For example, you know, when I was learning this stuff, I had to read like 10 or 20 books to do it, but it's really convenient here because I've only created four videos that walk through the whole thing. So you're saving yourself a ton of time. You know what I mean? It's like Exactly. Oh my gosh, Pat, that's so brilliant. And that's the the hallmark sign of someone who is serving and not selling. You can't you don't feel that because it's not happening. You don't feel that shift to the sale because it's literally not happening. They literally are still serving. And a, I think a person who's truly serving their audience doesn't care if you, you know, take advantage of their offer or not. They just want you to avoid the pitfalls, the anxiety, the, the toll it can take on your relationship, your finances, whatever that challenge was. They truly just want you to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And, and so it, you, you do have to have that authentic care for others in order for it to never feel like you're selling. Right. And that often comes with just trial and error and experimentation and, and doing. I mean, you can't just all of a sudden turn on the switch in your head. I mean, I think it comes with experience. And for me, like I was mentioning at the beginning of the show, I had experienced a sale at one point. This is because it was the first time I sold and I was so scared. It, it came across that way from from people. And although it did very well in the beginning, um, I eventually closed it off and offered everybody a refund even two years later because I just oh I just had to get that off my chest because it wasn't what I had expected and it wasn't what everybody else expected too. But the big the big part of it in the beginning was I just I just wasn't confident and I and, and I was doing all the things wrong. But those were lessons that I had to go through and experience in order for me to now with purpose through serving and with confidence, sell the courses that I now have to offer and do it in a very, very comfortable way. Like I've never been more comfortable with selling and I feel great. I mean, you had me on stage Mm -hmm. selling Power Up Podcasting on your stage to your people. And I was so worried, Chalene, when you had challenged me to do that. Uh, For those of you listening, if you don't know what this is, powerupodcasting.com is a a course that I created to help people start a podcast and market it and and keep it going in their business and brand. Chalene was the one who had had convinced me to actually create this for her audience. Mm-hmm. And it was something that I had wanted to do, but this was like a, g- a great reason to do it now. And so I did it. And she said, you know, you can come speak at my, at my event, but 
only if you sell on stage and, st- and sell this product. And I initially, Shalina, I was like, nope, this, no, nope, I don't do that. Yeah. I would just, I f- already feel icky. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to conferences where I've, I've listened to people speak and it's great. And then all of a sudden I have to like spend $2,000 to want to continue to work with this person. Like, I don't want to be that, that guy. And then you're like, no, you don't have to be that guy. And you taught me the way of being <laughs> comfortable with selling through serving, like, like everything we talked about. And it was the most amazing experience because I remember it, going into that day, I was so worried. Like I knew people were going to buy the product because it's a great product, but I was so worried I was going to go home and feel like I was going to have to crawl up into a little ball in the shower and just like wow, like really rinse like a thousand times to get the slime off. That's crazy. Yeah, that's how I felt. And I, I don't mean to speak out of turn, but I suspect that your your feeling about that is completely changed because you didn't sell from my stage. You served, and that's in fact that was why I asked you to come because there's a lot of already pre-existing podcasting courses, but I wanted to serve my audience. And so I'm like, you know, in fact, when we were putting together our itinerary for the Marketing Impact Academy live, we start by going, okay, what does our audience need? What are they asking for that they want to deep dive? And then let's put together an itinerary. And we said, we need somebody who can, they all want to launch a podcast and there's all these other courses, but I learned from Pat you know, and, and I believe that Pat is a person who is meant to serve my audience in this regard. So I think approaching it from that standpoint, and I just have to say, I know that you didn't sell because the audience, and this isn't because you're not a phenomenal speaker. It's because you're such an exceptional speaker. The chairs were, there's like a quarter of the people left sitting in the chairs at the end of your speech. And someone's like, go get them off the stage because the whole back of the room was people who were, you know, clamoring to make sure that they got a spot because they knew this was the first time you'd ever done that. And they wanted, they wanted to be served by you. It was so amazing. When I had mentioned that I had this course, I got an applause, which was unexpected I know. before I even. Dude, wait a second. Let's back up. Think about that. That when have you ever sat with someone who said, um, you know, you, by the way, I've got this, this thing I'd like to offer you and heard there was a round of applause throughout the audience. Like they weren't like saying, Oh boy, now here, here comes the sale. They're like, yes, we can buy something from like, they really were excited that you were going to be serving them. Yeah. I mean, that was the first sort of small win and boost of confidence during that part. And then mm-hmm. before I even mentioned the final price, I saw like 50 people get up and already go to the back of the room. I know. And, and to and to have um, over 160 people come up to me afterwards and thank me they were thanking me yeah for that offer it just it just really that was the the nail in the coffin in terms of like my being the, these limiting beliefs that i've had and 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 the fear of selling um I'm so confident in this course and what it can do for people that I just, I just. And that's the difference. I just knew. Yeah. Yeah. That is the difference. And, you know, so you could feel that passion from the stage. You never were selling. You were serving throughout it. Even when you were, like you said, going through the features of what your program offers, even each one of those features, as you go over them, you saw the benefit that the person listening could see like, oh, wow. Okay. So if I am going to try to figure this out on my own, would he just mentioned as a feature in his course is something I've got to consider. Like how much time do I want to waste? And yeah, do I know how to market my own podcast? And um, I, I really do agree with you that it does take practice. 
but it also, the language is helpful too, right? So mm-hmm. if I can offer this and this to your listeners, there's this, you know, key when you're taking people on this journey and you're explaining your story and you're talking about what you struggled with. And then you start explaining how you found a solution, right? Or uh, how things worked out in, in your favor. You, you just simply say, and the way I did this was, and when you start talking about the way I did this and the way I teach other people to do this, you're detailing the solution. And if people just think of it that way, as opposed to like, okay, now I've got to like do this big, uncomfortable, oh, by the way, I'm going to offer you here, offer something here to you. Just imagine that you're taking care of people in every seat, whether or the listener, whether if you're on Facebook Live, the viewer, imagine that you, your goal is to help every single person, even if they don't take action and invest that day. I just needed to say all that and thank you here publicly, Shaleen, because you really pushed me into a place where I didn't think I could go and allowed me to realize things that I didn't know were possible. And I think it's really important that we all have people in our lives that help push us in this way. And I'm very thankful that Shaleen's kind of uh, come into my life and and have pushed me uh, and and inspired me. You are a mentor, Shaleen. I I thank you for that. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, you were on an episode in in our in the past here on SPI episode 167. We'll definitely link to that one as well. That was a big one because you talked about how you've gained these amazing raving fans who you call lifers. Can you just really quick talk about what, why, why do you call your raving fans lifers? <laughs> Which is funny because that's what I used to refer to myself when I would think about the people who I would take care of. I would say to them like, oh, you can't get rid of me. I'm a lifer. And I would say that to my audience, meaning like, I'm just going to be up in your dish and, you know, trying to help you live your life. You're not going to be able to get rid of me unless you get a restraining order. And I would say that I was lifers to them. And then my um, tribe started calling themselves lifers. And I think all of us have lifers, right? Like, I think the lifers are, lifers are the people who they know through time, experience, that you are going to take care of them and your integrity is everything and that level of trust and understanding saves them time and effort and money because they just know they're lifers. They're like, yeah, you know, you've already done the research for me. So if that's something you're recommending, I don't have to therefore do the research because I know you, I know your opinion means you're taking care of me as if I'm family, like Mm -hmm. for life. That's what a lifer is. Love that. Well, I'm a lifer, Shaleen. <laughs> I'm very happy and proud to be a part of your audience and just to be your friend and, and to have you as a mentor. Thank you so much. And I, I and I know this episode is going to help a lot of people because this is a struggle for many. And I hope you can see through my own experience and my stories how I've sort of broken through. And it did take a little bit of help from the outside to do it. And hopefully this episode is that help for you. And so thank you, Shaleen. I appreciate you coming on and always providing value. And I cannot wait to have you back on the show in the future. Well, Pat, it's been my honor today and truly congratulations on an exceptional course. Thank you. Thank you.